This is Blind Like Me. Hello, everyone. Interviews, information, and reviews related to living with a vision disability. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been visually impaired since birth. He's been in radio for 30 years and also hosts the podcast Inside Today's Country. Tim has never let his lack of vision stand in his way. Well, welcome to another edition of Blind Like Me. Thanks very much for listening to us wherever you find your podcast. I'm Tim Black, and of course, you can always get hold of us by dropping us an email to info at timblackonair.com. That's info at timblackonair.com. Or you can go to our website, newly launched, blindlikeme.net. Our new website is blindlikeme.net. Well, this week we go to... Philadelphia. We get a chance to meet a guy who I've been following on TikTok for the last couple of months. His name is Jay. You may have seen his videos. He likes to speak his mind and answer stupid questions that are given to blind people. It's time for a Q&A with Jay. Welcome to a special episode of Stupid Things to Say to Blind People. Hey gang, it's Jay. I just dropped by to say welcome to the now over 4,000 of you guys that have joined me since the beginning of my journey. It is so great to have you. Welcome to the community. <laughs> Our guy, Jay Bulger, is here on uh, Blind Like Me. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. Uh, and and it's very true. Uh, you know, the, the TikToks that I've watched from you over the last, uh, I guess, probably the last couple of months. And, you know, the things that really made me smile are some of the the questions you've been, you know, kind of tackling of dumb questions that people have been asking about blind people. <laughs> Tell me how this whole thing got started for you. Uh, a trip to writing. Um, so usually a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of my videos come from just terrible outings um, where you go out and you hear people say some very inconsiderate uh, things that they think you can't hear. Mm-hmm. And in public, um, for safety reasons or for obvious reasons, I don't respond. Um, right. But it's just, it bothers me that instead of inquiring, hey, how does this done? Like, how was that done? I have no problem, you know, informing people, okay, well, this is how I use a phone. Um, this is how I get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. But people kind of rather choose the the more uh, insulting way of, mm-hmm. of approaching things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went home one day and I, I remember just sitting there thinking like, you know what? I need to put this out. Like, I just need to get this out of my head because if I don't, it's going to bother me for days on it. Right. So I made the, the very first episode of stupid things to say to blind people. And I thought immediately, this is what's going to end my TikTok. Like, this is what's going to get me <laughs> shut down because clearly kicked. I am, I am being a little too, uh, too uh, sarcastic or a little too uh, what I like to call on tilt um, okay. about my feelings. Lo and behold, it became the thing that people like the most. So um, here we are 22 episodes later. And it's just, it's just been, it's been fun to do. And I'm glad that because it's also become a way for people to kind of relate and realize, hey, I'm not the only one receiving these questions. Like it's not just me. So right. what are some of the weirdest ones that you've had? Um, how do you have sex if you're blind? How do you get dressed <laughs> if you're blind? Uh how do you post co- like there are at least I see because um, I follow a large number of blind talk, um, where I see people answer the same question right. over and over again. How are you replying or posting to comments if you're blind? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like it's usually not asked that politely. Mm-hmm. It's usually asked in such a way that you go, 
I don't know if you really want to know or if you're just trying to insult me. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you have a phone if you're blind? Mm-hmm. Um, just things along that line where it's not like, how do you use your phone? It's why do you have it? To me, just doesn't make any sense. But does it shock you in 2021 that we are still getting these, and, and, and we can say it, these stupid questions? No. And the reason why I say no is because I, I feel as though the mass education of individuals with not just blind individuals, but individuals in general, the mass, edu- the mass uh, education of disabled individuals in general is terrible. No one knows how a person in a wheelchair functions. No one knows how a blind person can go out on their own or hold a job or do anything that's not, you know, sitting by a piano. And I always make the joke about wearing glasses and playing Georgia on my mind because the world's education of us is what they've seen on television. What television and movies have portrayed is that all we do is sit at home with glasses on and play the piano. We don't really do much. And unfortunately, until that education, until the characters on television are better shown, uh, at least of us, um, or in disabled individuals in general, that's what the world's going to believe. Every, every, I mean, how do I put this? I've been asked more times, is my condition like Daredevil? Um, a character who has now become more popular on television and film than people ask just how it works. People's reference to blind individuals are Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, and Daredevil, and then occasionally Helen Keller. So until people can see that blindness, A, is a spectrum, and B, blind individuals are capable of doing things beyond that, then unfortunately, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that this is the way people react. How do we get to the next level? Um. Well, I believe that a lot of our education uh, worldwide is from television. Mm -hmm. So let's start with um, including more shows that have blind or visually impaired individuals or disabled individuals. Right. Start having disabled and don't don't take an actor who has to learn how to do it. Take Mm -hmm. an actor who is blind or visually impaired. Let them show you, hey, there's a there's a a lot of things that blind individuals can do. Right. That would start the education process. Right. And then from there, you can actually start a dialogue in households, in homes. You can start a dialogue to create um, awareness because people don't want to really understand a typical person. Mm-hmm. They'd rather understand a character. Mm-hmm. And once they understand that character, then they're more willing to understand how that character functions. So until you can change, I believe media is the biggest thing that has to be changed. And once that's changed, you can actually start some education worldwide. Now, when you were growing up, uh, your brother has the uh, the same condition of uh, as you, and you guys went to a school for the blind. Is that correct? Yes, we went to uh, here in Philadelphia, um, Overbrook Educational Center. I started there when I was in third grade, so I did do some schooling before that, mm-hmm. um, and that went from third to eighth grade. And if it, I honestly say, if it wasn't for that, I don't know where I'd be in life, um, just because the way they equipped us, the way they prepared us to face life, I believe was a big, big help in going into high school and going to college and going beyond that. Explain to me how, how they did prepare you, because there are a lot of people who will say on the other side of that, that people who go to schools for the blind or schools for the deaf, they don't always have a great experience. And, and maybe somebody's listening who has a, a child that will be entering into a school for that. So how did they prepare you? What was the, what was the positive outside outcome for you for that? 
So if you if you have a child going into it, I want you to consider this um, from kindergarten to, to third grade. And, and I say this as it's no fault of the of the teachers that I had, because you don't know how to necessarily a lot of teachers don't know how to deal with children with special needs. They're not trained for that mm-hmm. or they may not even have come across a person who's had that. So they're working with you um, in kindergarten through third grade. They tried to work with me as best they could, but their best wasn't quite good enough because they didn't understand necessarily how to help you. You have several, uh, let's just say my class was 32 kids. You had 31 kids without a disability who could function the way that a typical non-disabled kid could function. And then you had me. So you would have to slow things down for me. Mm -hmm. You would have to find ways to make print larger (laughs) on a chalkboard for me. Been there. A lot of teachers got frustrated with that. Yep. They've gotten angry with that. Mm-hmm. When I transferred to OEC um, in in fourth grade, it, it it you know what? It's exactly like joining Blind Top. You find out number one, it's not just you. Right. Number two, you're not alone. And number three, it can help you start to become comfortable with who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing they did was help me become comfortable with who I am. I got to see that I wasn't just the kid with the visual impairment because every kid there had a visual impairment. Right. So who else am I besides the kid with the visual impairment? Mm-hmm. Am I smart enough to do the work? Because I was, I was treated like I wasn't in, in kindergarten through third grade. Mm-hmm. Once I learned that, then they taught me how to compete. They said, okay, well, all you need are these adjustments. If you have these adjustments, you can do the work. You've proven that you can do the work. Right. I was mainstreamed. Um, in sixth grade, which was basically, they take you from one class with all visually impaired kids to classes that have uh, both visually impaired and kids who aren't visually impaired. Um, And the thing they started preparing me for there is you're going to go to a high school and this high school is not going to have any other visually impaired kids again. We're going to teach you how to deal with um, or how to speak up for the accommodations you need, Mm -hmm. how to continue to do the work and how to thrive. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, I went from I went from feeling like uh, eighth grade was probably going to be my educational limit, like I wasn't going to be able to compete in high school, to my freshman year in high school getting straight A's, nice. competing against kids who who were trying to keep. I remember um, because my teachers were this; they weren't like bad tough on this. They were, you know, you can do it. Don't use your your disability as an excuse. You can do it. I remember I finished a book. Um, was it Romeo and Juliet? It was something Shakespearean. I finished it before my teacher. And I was asking my teacher in ninth grade about the end of the book. And she's like, I haven't even gotten that far yet. Why are you that far? <laughs> I'm like, well, this is the way we had to do things in eighth grade. Like you had to be yeah. caught up. Yeah. And she was shocked. Like they prepared me to face the real world mm-hmm. because they said the real world's not going to pity you because right. of your disability. The real world's not going to um, see you and take it easier on you. If anything, they're either going to ignore you or leave you to face things on your own. You have to learn how to uh, take what you can do and do it well. Mm -hmm. So that was that was the biggest help for me. I I think about that now. um, And this has become a longer answer than probably asked for. Um, But I think about that now when it comes to my daughter, who's who's uh, special needs. Mm -hmm. And I think about her going into schools like that to help her face the world so that they can help her identify with her strengths and um, help her become a more uh, 
productive person. Right. Now your whole um, life going through, uh, obviously transitioning from, uh, from, you know, elementary to high school and stuff like that. Uh, you've got an, an interesting career that you've got kind of lined up for yourself, which I think is amazing. And tell me a little bit about that. Uh, I'm working to become a licensed professional counselor. Uh, I am in graduate school now getting my master's uh, in clinical mental health counseling with a specialty in trauma and crisis intervention, which means I want to work with populations that deal with exceeding trauma, loss in family, um, loss of home, uh, families who have lost everything, people on their absolute worst day. Those are the people that I want to work with. That's absolutely amazing what you're doing. And and my hat's off to you, my friend, because I think that is very, very cool. Because the people we have talked to in the past, and, and you see this probably on Blind Talk a lot of times, um, which I, you know, and, and you hear about it all the time is that after graduating, we have so many of the blind and visually impaired community who don't go on to the next level or don't go, you know, they just, they're, they're not given the opportunity to the, to do the next thing. And, and here you are proving the fact that you can be a counselor and, and go right. on to the next level and have an impact on somebody else's life. So I think I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about uh, Jay. As uh, you know, you're uh, you're uh, as you say, you're a husband and you're a, a father to a couple of kids. What's life like uh, f- for you uh, through through the house? Uh, obviously, you were saying your daughter's special needs. How are things for you as a as a blind dad? I mean, I've had that question asked of me, but it's kind of fun to ask that question to somebody else. Well, um, it has its ups and downs. Um, <laughs> the ups are definitely uh, being able to spend time with your kids. Um, the one thing I love is that my kids couldn't care less about how much I could see or couldn't see. Mm-hmm. They just care that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, how old are so your kids, by I, the way? Uh, my oldest is five. She'll be six uh, in July. Yep. And my youngest will be three months next week. Oh, my goodness. So, you, got, you guys are busy. Yeah, very, very busy. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I hear the youngest out there crying right now. So um, there's there's a lot of ups being able to, my wife and I, uh, just spend time with our kids, um, mm. being being there for them. My daughter, my oldest daughter is my shadow. Mm. Uh, she will follow me anywhere and everywhere. At some point in this podcast, she's probably going to be banging on the door to get in here. That's all right. Um, but she, she absolutely loves uh, being with me and I love being with her. I love mm. being with both of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have its challenges. Um, a lot of times, uh, when you're home by yourself, there are some challenges of mm-hmm. finding things like my oldest daughter is nonverbal. Okay. So unfortunately, you know, when, when she's hurt and you know, you just need to figure out what's wrong, you pretty much have to play doctor to figure out like where something's bothering her. Uh, okay. the youngest obviously is nonverbal cause she's yeah. a baby. And, um, <laughs> Figuring all that out is is kind of fun. Um, You have issues when you take your kids places. People look at you like you shouldn't even have kids. Uh, The other day I took my, again, going to to Rite Aid in the grocery store. I had my youngest daughter in one of those baby carriers, those things you can kind of strap to you and carry your child because it was a nice day. And people just kind of looked at me like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Like, why does he have that on? And I was just looking like, well, you know, this is my child. And my daughters couldn't care less. They're just like. Daddy, you're here. You're here with us. And that's all that matters. And I'm saying you're going to encounter a lot of for people who want to be parents, you're going to encounter a lot of criticisms and negativity mm-hmm. um, from people who don't understand. But the the only opinions that matter are your partner and your kids. Other than if you worry about everybody else's, you'll stress you'll stress yourself out. Talk a little bit about uh, we're going to go uh, you know, to the the whole TikTok world. I know that we started talking about it when we began here. 
Does mm. it blow your mind the fact that we have seen the the blind talk world on TikTok blow up? Because in it, it did it did to me. I didn't expect uh, there to be such a large community of blind TikTokers uh, out there. And uh, does it surprise you? Uh, I think it's actually pretty encouraging. It's it's um, because when I when I got started. Unless I didn't find them because TikTok's algorithm is good for uh, hiding people. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know. I only knew about five or six when I got started. Mm -hmm. And then as I started making videos, I seen about 15 or 16 and then uh, 30. And now I think there's about a good. Now, all of them don't make videos, but at least a good 3000 that I've seen. Crazy. And to me, it's a it's it's amazing because it's one of those. Uh, you know, so when, when I, when it's one of those, um, is it just me mm -hmm. type of situations? Mm -hmm. And then everybody comes, comes out of the woodwork, like, no, it's not just you. It's not mm -hmm. just you. Mm -hmm. And it makes you, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel great. And I get people in my inbox who, who tell me all the time, like, you know, I appreciate your videos. I want to make videos, but I'm scared. I don't know if anybody else is going to get it. I'm like, yeah, that was me. Video one. Yeah. I didn't know if anybody else was going to get it. I didn't think anybody was going to care. Right. Lo and behold, somebody does. You <laughs> never know what your story can do for someone else. Right. So I'm I'm surprised. No. Excited? Yes. Because if this community gets larger, mm -hmm. then we can actually fight for the things uh like for example, uh better assistance with live videos. Right. We could I've seen so many people struggle doing a live video mm -hmm. that if you have a large enough voice. Mm -hmm. On the app, TikTok has to pay attention. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be a great thing. I think yeah. that would honestly be a great thing. Yeah, because I was watching you, I think it was this past weekend, and you were doing one when I reached out to you to, to get you onto this show. Uh, mm -hmm. And your wife was sitting beside you, but you were reading comments uh, and you were using uh, TalkBack, I think, on Google. Yes. Uh, so yes. you so you were so it was delayed a little bit, right? When people would make yes. a comment because well, that's how it works, I guess. Yes and no. Mainly, I um. So if you don't, uh, so the 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 comments kind of scroll like end credits on a television show. Yes, totally. Um, and it, it's hard to keep up. So if you take two fingers and just kind of swipe up, I just kind of slowly go down and go through them all. Right. Because other than that, um, you'll never be able to catch comments. And right. the God bless them, voiceover and talkback. They they <laughs> do the best that they can in trying to help you, but it's not as helpful as it needs to be with that. So I think that's something that TikTok itself has to improve. Mm -hmm. um, but until they do, you know, it, it takes forever in a day to get to some people's comments. And, and that's a that's a hard thing to do, especially if you've moved on to a different topic. And now you have to go back to three <laughs> topics ago to talk about, you know, what somebody mentioned in, in, in the, the live chat. Right on. Um, let's talk a little bit about technology. Uh, what technology helps you that you would recommend to others? Um, so I have, I made a video about it. I have a, um, an Envision uh, Enhanced Smart Reader. Okay. Um, it basically, it's a document reader. It's a, I know Seeing AI and Google Lookout and um, Envision AI also do this, but this this device is super helpful um, in reading paperwork and documents. You can fast forward, you can rewind, you can speed up, slow down. Mm -hmm. 
it's 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 the only way um for a long time i was able to read physical mail besides asking my wife um which you know i don't want to pester her too much for for certain things because i'm still a person that likes to be as uh as independent as possible mm-hmm. so this envision smart reader was a massive help for me um that i think is a big help um going to school online um they offer their books through pdf or epubs and they offer they do it through a program called bookshelf mm-hmm. um which has a text-to-speech feature so master's level work master's level uh schooling is a lot of reading a yeah i was about to say that's a lot of reading for you yeah so thankfully because i go to an online school there's not too much physical paper being handed out Mm -hmm. so because i have uh this bookshelf app or natural reader um applications Mm -hmm. um a lot of my well 90 percent of my reading is being read to me so that saves so much eye strain that saves so much eye fatigue Mm -hmm. it is just such a big help so those would be the things i would say are the biggest helps uh we were talking before we started recording here um about uh, descriptive video or descriptive audio and that's something that uh, you're equally passionate about is trying to, trying to get those uh platforms the hulus the amazons the netflix the craves or whomever you're using hbo's and stuff like that i can't wait till they do game of thrones uh, with descriptive audio, because that's going to be fantastic. Um, but this is something that you're very passionate about getting on. I absolutely am. Um, I believe that at this point, um, with as common or as easily accessible as it is to have video content audio described, I mean, Netflix has proven mm-hmm. literally anything. And Apple TV Plus, um, they're another good one, um, has proven that you can have... Uh, Anything that you have come out be audio described. I don't think there's an excuse for a Showtime, a Stars, a mm-hmm. Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Well, Paramount Plus has gotten better. A Peacock, right? Um, to not have their content audio described. You're basically telling an entire population of people, uh, "We don't want your business. Uh, we don't want you taking part in our content." Because when you don't have audio descriptions. And I've heard, again, I've heard stupid things like, well, we have closed captions. Well, thanks. That doesn't really help (laughs) me. Um, But, you know, you're telling a group of people that, you know, your your business is not welcome. Your service isn't welcome. It's a a minor thing. Right. Just if you add it to your shows, I guarantee you, you will increase your viewership. So if you had an opportunity to talk to the sighted community, what would you tell them? We're people too. I think what people lose sight of um, when it comes to individuals who are disabled in general is that we are people too. We have the same goals, the same dreams, the same desires. We have uh, the same the same struggles, if not harder than than individuals who are sighted. Mm-hmm. Do not treat individuals who are disabled as less than people because. Just like you want your concerns to be heard, just like you want things to be set in a way for you uh, to be able to function in society, we want the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're not asking for anything that's more than what we need. We're asking basically for what we need mm-hmm. because we want to work. We want to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. We want to get married. We mm-hmm. want to be able to have families. And all we're, that, that's basically what we're seeking out. So don't look at a person 
who is disabled, who is legally blind, visually impaired, as somebody that is less than a person or somebody that's always complaining or somebody that's always looking for a way out um, out of work or out of out of life. We want to participate just like you do. The world was built for us just like it was built for you. Where do people find you on TikTok, my friend? People can find me on TikTok at the Barrett's own blue. Excellent. I encourage you to follow Jay. Uh, his stuff is, uh, is amazing. Uh, he's always putting out a great, uh, great content and, and speaking your mind and, uh, keep up the great work, my friend, and, and, uh, keep up the advocacy as well for the blind and visually impaired community. Uh, you're on the right track and I can't wait to, uh, you know, see what comes next for you. And, uh, I wish you all the success in, in getting your, uh, your degree and moving on to the next career. I think that's going to be amazing for you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Blind Like Me. If you have a comment or suggestion about future casts, drop us an email to blindlikeme at outlook.com. Blind Like Me is a timblackonair.com production.